hello and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we're the Sherman sisters. This week we watched Martin Scorsese's three hour long Scorsese. You're not, you're not (laughs) doing. Okay. (laughs) Three hour long, the aviator. Yeah. Well, a little shy of three hours. It was long. Crucially. It was long. (laughs) Um, It was long. But before we talk about that film, Mm -hmm. let us sync up. Please. What did you do this weekend? Or, you know, last week, too. Anything. Uh, friggin'. Um, <laughs> I just vibed out. I Well, I did get some decent progress on um, organizing my pantry, and I think that that might be the lodestone that changes everything. Honestly, every time I've ever spent a few hours reorganizing my pantry, I do feel that everything in my life runs a little smoother like I, need, I can't overstate the importance yeah I just need a single pane of glass view <laughs> like what is going on absolutely Wh- where is my food what do I have right um pretty excited about that you and I both separately yes. saw everything everywhere all at once yes um the hype is warranted it, people I cannot recommend heartily enough mm. that you buy a ticket and get your behind to the theater. If you are looking for an optimal experience, perhaps pop a gumpy, 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 gummy, and do a full dry cry. Yeah, at the theater, dry like, cry. Yeah, what is a dry my cry. My body couldn't produce tears. The hydration necessary oh, no. to cry. And oh, I was chugging water and weeping it out immediately the service they were a little strained because nobody want to work <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding they're i mean obviously like everywhere else they like can't hire enough people right right uh and it was like the fullest movie i've been to in years man so i really got one lagunitas hop uh which south lamar they've got my baptist beer so shout oh, out excellent um I had that to work with and then like several food items because I mowed through it. I mowed through that menu. What did you get? So I asked originally to do a split skis with Craig uh-huh. and every time I do that I kind of feel bad because I know he's gonna be hungry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not enough like it's not enough. <laughs> what asking him. Well but I want <laughs> one half of one dish and half of another. I love to do it. I did it with Nicole last night. We got sandwiches and split them and swapped. Oh my god! Um, That's like Parker and I always laugh because, like, on our honeymoon when we were having brunch one morning, he was like, "Okay, so I'm gonna order this, and I want you to order this." You want to eat some of mine? And I was like, "It's literally an all-inclusive resort. (laughs) You could actually order both of those entrees if you so wished." Like, and they couldn't say nothing about it. Yep. But anyways. He just had to be strategic. Parker loves to do that as well. Maybe it's a tourist trait. Well, because I want to try it all. God, it might be. You know what? See, I'm a small specifically doesn't like to do that. Oh, really? Yeah. She's like called it out. Like, she was like, I'll make the exception for y'all. But like when people ask if we want to share a dish, I don't want to do that. They actually had this discussion on um, Who Weekly recently. It was Bobby was on Ingrid's camp where Mm -hmm. he was like, I know. When I order something, it's because that's what I want to eat. And Lindsay was like, I love to do a little split. Yeah. <laughs> love to just sort of split a thing, you know? I really do. Because I just, I, I get to diversify my experience. My ideal situation would be not just with two people. It would be like the whole table. Family style, baby. I love yeah. family style dining. I do too. I love tapas. <laughs> yes. I, I love little snacks. I love little plates. <laughs> yeah. Like, any of those like happy hour joints in Austin where they're like, here's eight different things that are $5 oh a piece. I'm like, yes. I want like a snack omakose, omakase kind of Absolutely. situation. Just keep bringing me tiny bowls of snacks. The salty sow happy hour when you get like the deviled oh, eggs lips. and the Brussels sprouts. If you get the biscuit too, that's kind of game That planting. biscuit rules. Pretty good stuff. That place is awesome. Well, at South Lamar, Craig and I split the Omnivore. Okay. Um, delicious pizza. You would hate it. Yeah, well, it's got, like, all Olives. the meat. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's the carnivore. The oh, omnivore's okay. just veggies. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I guess you could just ask for it without black olives, but I actually do feel that they provide a little something. Well... Um, got that did that in the baked pretzel and then I got that baked pretzel too. I love that baked That's pretzel. That's an incredible. I looked dish. over and Craig was like, he looked worried and it was like, be not afeared. Like you <laughs> can order, order something else. <laughs> and so he ordered like I don't know, like a burger, <laughs> a full 
full-blown burger. Just an armful of burgers and then straight to bed. Yeah, he ate a burger and then like I too was caught in the spirit of hunger because I took a gumby. <laughs> and a gumby. And I just like like a grackle in the H-E-B parking lot was like like grabbed as many fries as I could because I know if I don't like act fast it's an arms race if there's like a plate of fries and you bring it out for me and Craig I neither of us trust the other to leave enough for the other I think it's like the one part of our marriage that needs a lot of work (laughs) that like I sometimes like I think we're both in a land grab and those kinds of situations Gotta get those fries. Boomer sooner. Yeah, that was about land grabs. What, really? Yeah. Um, I can't remember the exact story, but you know, blah, 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 pioneers. <laughs> they came to some place and it was like, all right, when we fire this gun, you can like run out as far as you possibly can. And then that like, that tells us how many acres you get or whatever. Or oh, you can like pick which fields you want. Like a Hunger Games it kind was of offer. Yeah. Rather than just wild. adjudicate a fair amount of land to people, they're like, <laughs> run and get it. Yeah. Something like that. So anyways, wow. that's Oklahoma though. I mean, you know, mm. we don't. It's not my people. We don't really have to talk about Oklahoma. Right. Ever. It's kind of nothing to <laughs> And me. it's a luxury I love to employ. Absolutely. Just pretend that I do not see Oklahoma. <laughs> I do not see it. Um, but yeah, I loved that movie. Uh, love to get a dry, just wheezing out. <laughs> my face contorted in the all mess. I so ugly, and I did not have the benefit of somebody being next to me, or, like, somebody not being next to me. Oh, so, so it's I like had a Parker stranger. on my left and a stranger on my right. And yeah. so I felt like I needed to sort of turn towards Parker. <laughs> Look him dead in the eye and cry. Just to, like, shield my face so that the other person could not you see my not see me. <laughs> exactly. I was like, please, this is, I finally understand the Zoomer saying, do not perceive me. Because I'm like, yeah, I just. Perceive me on my terms alone. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, do not trying to me save face when here. I'm crying. It was such a special movie, though. Like it's so great. It's um, it, I, it's not like you will cry, but you will laugh a lot too. It's incredible. Yeah, Michelle Yeoh. What an absolute oh, smoke I, show! So you went to Alabama where she. What was that little pun they made on her name? I don't remember. Like, because she did that. Like, don't take your phone out. Oh yeah, yeah. She did the um, don't talk, don't text. Yes, it was like, you'll wish you hadn't, or something like that. <laughs> That's very was, goofy. It was, like, pretty, I laughed out loud. Yeah. Whatever, it was so much better than whatever stupid <laughs> joke I just came up with, that I was like, okay, it's pretty good. I love Alamo Draft House. They have fun there. They do. Yeah. Every time I go, I'm like, like, because I'd had my Gumpy, you know, <laughs> um, I was, like, sort of feeling nostalgic and being like, man, I remember the first time I came here was that night before we moved into my my first apartment, and you and mom and dad. That was your first time at Alamo Draft yeah, House? Oh, yeah. wow. We all stayed at some, like, embassy suites or something yeah. with a U-Haul out front, and, um... We went to Magnolia mm-hmm. and then to the Alamo Draft House. We went to Magnolia on Lake Austin and then the Alamo Draft House at Lake Line. Can you believe this? I guess we just had no. We didn't have any concept of, of the, the city. city. Well, the traffic was also not what it is. Right, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, and we saw, uh, what was that movie with the, the top? That spins at the end. Oh, we did see that there. Uh, Inception. Inception. I knew that I saw it at Draft House, but I didn't remember why. Yeah, it's because of that. Wow, neato. Yeah. Huh. But I was like... Great flick. Craig and I rewatched that in the fall. It's a good movie. It's a good one. Yeah. We also rewatched Fight Club this past weekend. Mm. Doesn't hold up, I don't feel. Yeah, I don't feel either. Well, it's just one of those things where it suffers for how much it's referenced. Yeah. So, like, all these lines, it was like, boo, (laughs) cheesy, boring. I also think that Chuck Palahniuk is the biggest hack. Period. He's just, like, he's, like, a Mad Libs of, like, dark things. Yes. Like, and this guy's addicted to uh, support groups. Yeah. And, like, it's like on. I don't find nihilism cute, you know? You know, and that's one of those things where people sort of are, like, no, no, you're not getting it. You're not getting it. Fight Club is, like, a send-up of that. And it's, like, I walked away feeling a little grimy. <laughs> that's what I'll say about I it. I didn't love to see those young men hit each other. That wasn't my ideal choice of a film Mm -hmm. um yeah i've only seen that like two or three times i think and i saw the last time i saw it was at alamo draft house like they did a yeah they did a like special showing i'll say brad pitt's uh wardrobe and that is really fun and he's so talented in it so talented incredibly talented i feel that um can 
mean aesthetically. He's just extremely talented. <laughs> Very intelligent. Yeah. And that's where some people store their intelligence is athleticism. And sort of in their abs. Right. As it were. I was like, what, what are we counting by twos or threes here? Like, this right. man is like 12, 18 pack, some situ- sort of situation like that. Unbelievable. And the way that they oiled him up in that film. It's <laughs> grotesque. It's vulgar. Volleyball scene in Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, how about you? Well, girl, uh, Saturday night we went to go and see that movie. And then yesterday we had family lunch. Oh, he rose. Yes, he mm-hmm. rose, first of all. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the whole family gathered at my house for a little potluck lunch. Oh, yeah. Which was very pleasant. And then we watched an episode of Top Chef. Houston, it's so good. Is that the current season? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um but that was fun because I'd never actually watched an episode before. I, Do you feel like you could continue? Yeah. I forget how much I enjoy food programming. And oh, I think man. That one's good, too. It's like every time I jump back into a food show, I'm like, God, this is so riveting. Even though I don't like to cook, I love watching other people cook. But it's really cool when people get to that level of skill yes. about food. And yeah. it's also like... <laughs> What other time but now would right. that be a thing, like, where we have such an overabundance of it that people are like, I made the carrot look like, right. I don't just, know, a hat? Yeah, and, like, that there are, like, several thousand, several tens of thousands of people who, like, professionally and artistically yeah. do this at, like, such a high level. It's nuts. Yeah. I love, I honestly, I could, like, really enjoy well-produced programming about experts of, like, almost anything. Oh, same. I it, think you're really going to like food. Yeah. Cause, like, Yeah, TV. Top Chef. Well, that too, but like, it's almost like Drag Race in that yeah. it's like there's, um, you know, some people prefer, like, a pageant girl. Right, right, Like, right. there are people who are very intense about, like, I am, like, Pan-Asian, like, right. know all of that deeply. Right. Or people that come from, like, the French school. right. It's just, and there was one, like, little freak on the, uh, I think it was the California season. It's so funny to me that they were like, and we'll do California. Yeah. <laughs> like, the whole state. The in- and they did. They ran up and down that state. That's crazy. It was pretty neat, actually, though, because it highlighted, like, all the different cuisines that are, yeah. obviously. But um, they had this little freak on there who... <laughs> Like, his whole thing was gastronomy, and they were like, Jacob, please stop doing that. Because, like, he, uh, his suggestion, they would be like, make a taco that represents your hometown. And he'd be, be like, like, here's a raw this piece is, of beef. Yeah, this is an air bubble that smells Ew. like cheese. Like, oh that kind God. of thing. Oh. You'll see those people occasionally, but they usually kind of get um, brought down to size on Top Chef. It's a little hack. I tend to agree. You know? Yeah. But why don't we cover the fundamentals first? Right. Wait yeah. till you see your first mise en place relay race. Oh, I don't even know mise what that place is. Mise en place is like food prep. So they'll be like, they'll do a relay race where it's like, you have to uh, julienne this entire mirepoix and it'll be like 10 pounds of it. Oh my God. And then you tag in the next person who has to like supreme 300 oranges or something. Man, what does that mean, supreming an orange? Uh, look it up. Okay. It's, it's, it's it, not my job to educate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I will have to um, watch this program. I really would love for you just to become completely antisocial about it with me. Absolutely, girl. You know how I get when, I, when a little show gets its hooks in me. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to finish uh, Bridgerton season two. I've got four episodes left, but it's like... I'm watching it 20 minutes at a time whenever I have, like, a few minutes here and there. But it it does lend itself to that because it's, like, a soap opera. Like, it's so frothy. It is a soap opera. Season two did not sink its teeth into me yet. It's not done it yet. But I'm ready for Nicola Coughlin's, like, the season where her character is, like, the most... Yeah. You know, front-facing. I feel that will be a fun season to watch. I'm excited for her to get to play more of an adult. Yeah, you they know? do make her character seem so infantilized. Well, it's she is she's young. Well, yeah, she's like supposed to be Eloise's age, and but Eloise just came out in season two, so yeah, she's supposed to be like, like eighteen or nineteen. Oh, I thought they came out at like sixteen. Oh, it could be, it could be. Yeah, but yeah, they like. I don't know. I'm like, I'm ready for her to be able to like be a grown woman that has like romantic scenes you know okay work like I don't mean you know yeah I can't wait to but I'm just like I'm ready for her to get treated like a serious actress yeah you know what I mean 
Yeah. And like a like the leading lady. God, she rules. She's so she just, fun. She's one of those classic, like, kind of want to be your friend. Oh, absolutely. You know? She's so funny. Oh, yeah. my God. Dairy Girls, season three. Win, girl, win. Please. I'm waiting, like, patience. Oh, patience <laughs> on a moment <laughs> for the next season of Dairy Girls. Yeah. I I just don't think I've ever laughed harder at a TV program. It's just so good. So oh, good. Man, you can hear how dry my skin is. Oh, no. You need some Curel. I need something. <laughs> Didn't they used to do it on Carol commercials? Maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. That I associate was, the that. The way commercials used to be when we were kids. Yes. They would create a little, um, like, a narrative arc. Yeah. It was always like, I have a problem. <laughs> and then a wife would come in and be like, you dummy. I have the solution. They were, like, all little skits. They were all little skits. How silly that like, was. So the kids keep surfacing online. The, um... Sears AC commercial. Oh yeah, you're gonna call him now. Yeah, <laughs> you call today. I'll, I'll call, call today. today. <laughs> Man, yeah. what a time! That couple was falling apart. <laughs> but I associate Curell with uh-huh. Jenny Cobb. Oh, because first of all, it was like all, the commercials were always on in the '90s, and I was frequently and watching. The TV was always on. TV at their house. Orbit. Yeah. yeah, or like when she was at our house or when we were at her house, yeah. it was like let's keep that TV on, girls. We were TV culture children. Yeah, but I also yeah. feel like Jenny and Jan were just like queens of self care. Like they're always like lotioning themselves <laughs> up before bedtime, or like meticulously like pushing back their cuticles they, instead of like biting their nails. Hard. They grow really well. Yeah, they do. You huh? love to see it. Jenny's such a Virgo. She really is. <laughs> What's Jan? Uh, I don't know. I think Jan's also a Virgo. Can you imagine? Can you believe this? <laughs> what? I know. I'm not positive. Jenny might have to correct me, but I think oh she is. Oh, my God. I love when... It's, I love when people are so on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. It is very silly. It's it's good. We were just discussing about how my daughter, my oldest, and Kate Bush have the same sun and moon, and I was like, I love that for a little, me. Got a little kooky. <laughs> a little kooky. Yeah. Man, I can oh, see it. Oh, yeah. I would love for her to turn out like Kate Bush. Well, just, like, she's a really cool girl, but she'll also pop off with something that's, like, kind of, like, otherworldly. Like, who created God? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she looked Craig, like, clean in the eye, asked him that, and then, like, rant off. <laughs> he hardly had time to digest it. He's <laughs> like, who created God? Who created God? <laughs> okay, I'm going to Google that one. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, I love her. Yeah, she rules. Um, should we talk about The Aviator? Yes. <clears throat> Full disclosure, I've seen this movie several times, but I didn't finish the rewatch of it, so if it seems like I have a lot more to say about the first half, well, I do. Well, you know, I'm happy to just sort of... This movie was honestly 45 minutes longer than it needed to be. I agree. One thing I notice is that Martin Scorsese... I didn't say anything. Tends to linger on a moment sometimes a bit overmuch in a He's film for my taste. Such an old man. Such an old man. Such an old man. This choice of subject matter is such an old man choice. Like, yep. who is Howard Hughes and why should I care? But someone of his age, he's like, the golden age of Hollywood. Well, it's important to remember your I would elders. Say there's actually Howard Hughes is like rather I know a he's big important, deal, but like there's like several things in our hometown named after him. That is true. That is true. But I and just not mean even like, like Houston, like. The Woodlands. Yeah. Like the Howard Hughes Center of... Yeah. I don't know. Jars full of Lant. <laughs> Lant storage facility. Yeah, but, like, had you heard of him before this movie came out? Oh, goodness, no, but this movie came out when I was 14 years right, old. Right, right, right. Um, I guess I was... I thought it was 2006. Sometime? 2005. 2005. Okay, yeah. yeah, so I was 19. Um, I don't know. It was, a. Uh, it was, like, the tail end of 2005. I was, okay. I was a freshman in high school. Okay, okay. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, like... Uh, this time watching it, I was like, what is this driving at? What, where are we, what is the point? It was sort of going nowhere. Why? I remember, okay, Everyone so, is in this movie, though. Absolutely everyone is I in mean, this movie. I mean, they just said, let me cram every actor you know and some singers for good measure. They're all playing parts that, like, I, like, they have a first and a last name on IMDb, so I'm like, okay, that's, like, a historical figure. That's a real person. I know I've heard a You Must Remember This about them, but I yeah. just did not have the life force in me this week to go balls to the and, wall like, on listen any to it. research yeah. or anything like that. They had For Jude that, Law I would playing. recommend just listening to all of You Must Remember This. It's such a good that's podcast. It's a great podcast. When, she, when you find out that Carissa, Karina. Karina Longworth. Longworth and Ryan Johnson are married. Isn't that the best? That's, that's another one of those, when things are on the nose kind of a moment she also seems like a like a homegirl yeah you know oh, absolutely like she just likes the things she likes yeah and kind of zeroes in on and that. she kind of is like 
I'm happy to be everyone's resource on this mm-hmm. subject matter. She loves to name a phenomenon too. That like she just did a mini series on like the erotic thrillers of the '80s, and I'm like, yeah, that's a vibe, girl. Yeah, you picked absolutely. A good one there. I need to listen to it. I just keep seeing it like advertised. What a cool person in the culture to be. I know she's really pretty neat. Yeah, she was on Who Weekly like a year or two ago. Um, she seemed very cool, very chill. I like to see like a path forward success-wise for um, people who are just sort of curious. Yeah. And that they don't really... Like, curation sort of seems to be her talent. Yeah. Like Maria Popova, who did brain pickings, which yeah. is like now some other thing. Yes. Like, yeah. your We're, whole thing is like, <clears throat> thought this was neat. Yeah, that and like, I also think one thing that Karina does that's really cool is like, <clears throat> very deeply researching the subject and like using... I mean, she like buys... Um, like old books. Primary sources and stuff. Yeah. And has, like, a huge library of these things. But she'll, like, deeply find all of the sources about, like, some obscure story that you would have otherwise never heard of. And then she finds a way to, like, condense it, mm-hmm. like, explain it to people in, like, a very straightforward way. God, what a good podcast that I'm is. I'm going to listen to that while I work tomorrow. It's such a good one. I haven't listened in such a long time, but... Me neither. I do... I point people towards her um, <clears throat> Manson series yes. all the time because it just, like, went in so many directions. Yes. Like, the fact that I learned about Kenneth Anger and, like, Bobby Beausoleil through that, I was like, yeah. huh, I would never have learned about these people. Yes, totally. Anyway. It was, it was a very interesting, like, um, like, to see the intersection of that with, like, Hollywood and, like, like the culture of like some certain filmmakers like what was his name oh gosh he comes up in this movie the but the the like motorcycle guy you know oh never mind i thought you were talking about like one of the old um studio heads um you're talking about james dean no not him motorcycle guy dennis hopper dennis hopper yes yeah like that kind of being on the fringes of like what was going on with the Mansons was interesting, you yes. know? I don't yeah. know. Just their proximity to, like, actually famous people is well, kind of scary, you know? Yeah, I know. I yeah. know. That she also is how I learned about Terry Melcher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who was in the Beach Doris Boys. Doris Day's Did son? you know that? He wrote Kokomo. Really? He was, like, in the later, like, 80s version of the Beach Boys. When, when they, they were like, a little goofy. They, like, kicked Brian Wilson <laughs> out and replaced him with dudes who are, like, in a better headspace. <laughs> and so you don't get any cool terrifying trippy lyrics it's just like we made up a place where the chicks are hot and the drinks are cold <laughs> and the surf is always surfing we love to surf Definitely we know all we about do. it and we love to catch a wave which we do all the time regularly um man they were really they really occupied like a lot of cultural space for like a long time i feel the beach we, boys well we were a beach boys family i think you think that's you think that's so or you think we that's just like universal surfs up moment no i know we did but like i thought everybody did maybe this is one of those did, was this... everybody listening to soundtracks moments <laughs> it's hard to say it really is hard to say i uh, my dad gave me his phone um a few weeks ago when we were coming back from round top and asked me to just throw music on so it was like led space z <laughs> um but like their lot one of the recent searches was the french kiss soundtrack <laughs> i, I love like, it Janet yeah it. see mom had a hold of this phone for a while <laughs> um, she loves that she soundtrack. loved that damn soundtrack <laughs> It was a good one, though, to be quite honest. I don't remember any of it. Oh, my God. It had everything, girl. It had, like, your Louis Armstrong. It had your Ella Fitzgerald. And then it had, like, Paolo Conte. Via, via. Was this a... This wasn't, like, a Nancy Myers... I don't think it was Nancy Myers, but it was Meg Ryan and Kevin Klein. It's a good film if you've never seen it. Was it Nora Ephron? Let me look. Possibly. It was honestly kind of, like... You know, it's one of those, like, if you haven't seen it, you may not want to bother going back to see it. Because it just belongs to the time so much. Yeah. But honestly, if you want, like, a good 1995 vibe. Yeah. You know. It was an easier time. um, It was directed by Lawrence Kasdan. Okay. I don't know him. Um, I've heard the name. I don't know why. But it's like Kevin Klein is, like, a crook. And they, like... I don't know, but he, like, charms her. Mm-hmm. And she, I think, has just found out that her fiancé has been cheating on her, so she's, like... She's in, like, a fragile sort of place, yes, so she yeah. falls in love with a criminal. Yeah, and then they... In another up, world, this is just dirty John. Well, in the end of it, though, they, like, have bought a winery out in the country, mm-hmm. and that's, like, the final shot is them, like, walking through their wine fields, and it's like, this rules. I'll watch that. 
for sure because the movies the that looks are, are good i was gonna say yeah the movies that are made for women in their 50s are just about right for me absolutely like, I, I like to look at it and be like mm, yes <laughs> i'll do that i mean that's my mental pin board of yep. things that i want to accomplish <sighs> man yeah the bakery and it's complicated really sort of changed some things in my brain yeah it's beautiful. When she just like, I love when she just like whips up an elaborate dessert for a date. <laughs> and that's why, uh, that's what I do. <laughs> it's like in um, Bridesmaids when Chris and Wig like makes that very fancy one that single one cupcake, cupcake. Yeah. And then throws it away. That was messy. Disrespectful. But also like very stupid and like annoying to make, to get the tiny ingredients for one thing like that. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, why do all that and then not eat it? I don't know. Foolish. Very hard to say. I guess we should talk about the aviator. Oh, yeah. Um, so one thing I did think was interesting about this, um, but while I was watching it, I was like, why does this movie look like ass? <laughs> Is that as the movie progresses through those years, he wanted the movie to look like film at the time. Oh, if colorized, would look. Yeah. So he used, like, dinky old technology okay. to colorize. Um, okay. And that's why he had those, like, um, creepy piercing blue eyes. Yeah. Like the Bombay Sapphire. Yes. Gin but, bottle. But the colors get, like, more um, reasonable and reasonable. <laughs> more reasonable. Perceivable by the human eye. Right. It was like, <laughs> this is, like, on some Avatar shit. Yeah. You know? I will say the interiors in this movie were impeachable really something rather. really really something i also felt that every um garment yes on kate blanchett belongs in the smithsonian so every I'd... outfit was better than the last up until the point where she breaks up with him i was like shit bitch that is a fit she got a fit off <laughs> well she shows up one more time to check in on him and she's got like mm-hmm. the classic like kate hepburn curly hair piled on the top of her yes. head moment and i was like i love Catherine hepburn's place <laughs> in our cultural imagination but i told we Molly, had, if she didn't exist we'd have to dream her up we'd have to she has to be here yeah um she is a fae trickster oh absolutely yeah. and like just chaos you know like the, the way that she like just steals her- a scene eats it chews yeah. it up spits it back at you like yes. everything Ugh. she said in line and winter i was like <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> she rules man but um kate blanchett playing this role i told molly i was like what well, i need every single person in the world mm-hmm. who is attracted to women to understand is that if kate blanchett came in the room with your girl and it's did over. this impersonation it's over it is over yeah. You don't have a partner anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. I do feel that, like, every few years she takes a, a role that's, like, a little bit more androgynous just to yeah. sort of shake people out yeah. of their comfort. Yeah. She's like, step it up, boys. <laughs> Honestly, she's like, if you're not wearing a suit this good. <laughs> do better. That's on you. Find a tailor. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, man. Yeah, man. She rules. Like, every every outfit. She I, I, so I hardly big. know where to say. You know what? I was watching it too and I was like, I don't remember her playing it this big. But honestly, it's like... But then... Like, he was too. He was being... I think this is another one of those instances of, at the time, this was such a big, splashy movie. Mm-hmm. They spent an ungodly amount of money making it. And Leo has been in the conversation as like a prestige actor for a while. So I think this was sort of one of the early, like, he should get the Academy Award for this. They both got Academy Awards, didn't they? She did, for sure. I don't know if he uh, did. Leo didn't get his first Academy oh my Award God, until right, The Revenant. Until the Revenant. Yeah, which was, like, not even his best movie. Well, and on the face of it, I would have said that he did a more complex job at this movie than yes. she did. Um, yeah, for sure. Not that I'm not happy that she got it. I think that no. was, was that her first Oscar? Uh, it might have been. It was um, the first Oscar... Uh, for a portrayal of an Oscar winner. Oh, is that right? Yes. Well, and like, you know, Hollywood loves a movie about Hollywood. Girl, do they. Above all things. And so when you're like playing one of their beloveds mm-hmm. and you do it well. And do you know really what's did. crazy? Hmm. Both Catherine Hepburn and Kat, Kate Blanchett are Tauruses. Two days birthdays. apart. Yeah, you saw this. Oh, I, I saw see. this earlier. I thought it was fascinating. Wow. Um, their birthdays are on either side of Parker. And I went searching. I was like, now, which one of these women ended up with a Sagittarius man? Because it just happens that way. Did, often. What is I that? I don't know about Andrew Upton's um, birthday. He, Tracy, uh, Tracy, or Spencer Tracy was like um, He's an Aquarius. Really? Yes. When was he born? February 1st. Spencer Tracy? No, sorry. Andrew Upton is. Oh. Okay, cute. Yeah. Yeah. You know, go for it. All right. Um, 
Kat, wait, did she never marry Spencer Tracy? No, she never married anyone. I don't Ludlow think. Ogden Smith. Oh, she was that's married to right. For Thirteen years. <laughs> they literally say that in the movie. I, who is he though? He was just some guy. But like, remember at the scene where her family? Oh yes, that's right. Letty. Awful. Oh, my family loves Letty. I remember watching this and laughing and being like, "Okay, this is like completely how my family is." Yeah, like, just loud, jibber jabbering. Yes, but um. God, this had Francis Conroy. Francis Conroy. This got girl, Francis Conroy. Ain't she a beautiful sight? <laughs> you and I really sang that a lot for we a while. We sure did. The, who was the guy that played her father? He looked familiar. Um, let me look this up. Um, who? Kate Hepburn, father. <laughs> I love content. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Norville Hepburn. Okay, right, but like who played him? Did you just search who? <laughs> No, okay, I just Hepburn father and expect no. To find I an said actor. the aviator. The aviator. Oh, smart. Um, now we go. Here we go. Do I have to say actor? I think you to might get have this to. to answer this question for me, girl. You know what? We'll it's figure not it out at another time. Um, <laughs> I will say, like the way her family is reminds me of how the Pierce family is in Succession. Like, you know, and when Cherry Jones name yes. appears when they go to loud. her. Um, loud, but, like, in the most unctuous, waspy way. Yes. Um, like, how they kick off their dinner, um, like, between the uh, Roys and the Pierces with, like, Nance is something like, you know, we're Unitarian Universalists. <laughs> and we say grace by sharing Shakespeare. And someone had to, like, volunteer to, like, do a Shakespeare monologue before they could eat. And I was like, I would straight up, like... Love this. I, could, I would thrive. You would, you're saying you would thrive? I, I love it. I feel I would defenestrate in that moment. No. Uh, no, that is far too... Kill the part of you that cringes. I'm not... No, I'm just saying, I think that's an inhospitable way to live. Yeah, to, like, come over and let me wow you with my Shakespeare knowledge? No, not when company is present. But, like, if you as a family were to have that as sort of your little ritual, oh, you I'm know? Oh, I'm sure I will do so many cringeworthy little rituals. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fun. I love an activity as it is. Remember that year I made everyone <laughs> stack rank their votes for what we were going to see at the movie theater yeah. at Christmas? That was smart. It was... That was problem solving. Thank you, but I... I did it for me. I did it yeah. because I wanted a little project. <laughs> I loved when you made that bingo. Oh, I did make bingo. That was perfect. Did you not help me with that? I think I helped you brainstorm and then you, you know, executed on the idea. I did do that. That was fun. That was fun. Okay. That's one thing we do miss out on having, like, you know, larger Christmas gatherings. Right. Little diversions. Little diversions. Little, little games. games. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. Yeah, there's just nothing... It's it's showtime on those days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so this movie, I you know what I noticed this time because I had my little um, theory hat on mm-hmm. is uh, God, this movie is just essentially about titty breasts. The entire yes. thing. Yeah, you we like where you left off. Mm-hmm. I think was probably the peak of that. There was much discussion of like. Clouds looking half. like boobs. Yeah, he was like, I want to look like big mommy milkers. It was and yucky. Also, it was him, so gross. Well, you're right. He does drink milk throughout he the whole movie. He drinks milk the entire movie. And then there's like a, a scene where like Kate um, Blanchett like brings him milk too. Ew. Which like, yuck. And also the first scene with his mom like bathing him and making him smell like Quarantine? Munchausen by proxy words. <laughs> <laughs> like... I was like, okay, I get that you're trying to convey, like, this woman messed him up. Right. But you didn't have to do it so viscerally. Like, I was like, why do I feel like I'm walking in on something that's bad? Yeah. You know? Also, I think it's a little convenient to blame it on one's mother. Right. You know? Like, unless like hard himself said it. thing to do. Yes. He's you like, know? women are here to do two things. Well, Poorly raised children or be sexy. There are no overlaps. <laughs> That's kind of it. That's his deal. I, I mean, I will say it tends to be moms that get a little bit more... Um, focused on the details of that kind of thing, right? Or You don't hear about a lot of Munchausen by proxy dads. Yeah, I guess you don't. I mean, I think often, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it is like just a, a weird not, female pathology. You know, trying to be like a gender essentialist right, at all. Right, right, right. But like, um, yeah, I kind of wonder. I do think yeah. it might be just something for the girl. <laughs> just a little project. <laughs> We've been cooking something up kind of fun over here, and it's a girl's project called Munchausen by proxy. <laughs> God. Um, yeah, that 
that was odd. And obviously, like, throughout the movie, they it's this is one of those classic Descent into Madness biopics. Yeah. Where it's, like... But it's weird. It's, like, in between those, like, you know, low lows, it's, like, he's able to, like, present publicly, like, mm-hmm. everything's fine. And yeah. then, like, something will trigger him. Which I'm not really sure if that was really the progress of his mental illness or not. But, like, he has that whole scene where he's, like peeing into milk bottles and like having his assistants bring him milk at like a 45 degree angle and like he doesn't let anybody see him like he's basically talks from behind this door and like you've seen photos of him in that era yeah it's really so sad yeah Yeah. but like then he gets called to go testify before congress and like Ava Gardner who's played by Kate Hepburn comes Mm -hmm. over and like helps him clean up reconcile sorry what did I say Hepburn Hepburn (laughs) my bad they offered this role to like quite a few people before it landed in Beckinsale's lap. Like really? It was supposed to be Gwyneth Paltrow. Interesting. Someone else, too. You know, I thought Kate Beckinsale did a fine job. I often feel that way. Yeah, I like her a lot, a good deal as a public figure. Mm-hmm. I think she's a fun, chaotic she cuts type up. person. Yeah, yeah, she does cut up. She had that fake thing with Pete. Uh, very funny. Pete, what's his name? Pete Davidson. Yeah, that also, was fake, right? Yeah, that was fake. Yeah. Also, she's, like, very pretty. Oh, she's so pretty. I love pretty girls. Yeah. So, anyways, but she like comes to help him clean up before this thing which I thought was very sweet one kind of plot very point very sweet especially given that in real life he broke her jaw is that correct yeah dude and he like bugged her like like literally like with recording devices yeah he was awful to her yeah he did oh, it God. like in in like a studio heads um oh my office god and pulled up yeah, his, I feel that like his Wikipedia kind of, like, brushes over his relationships. You don't want to So, I am, oh like... Oh, my God. His Wikipedia, though, it was, like, you know when Whitney Houston just starts naming names? Yes. Uh, it just, like, it's, like, a block of blue names. And it's a huge block of blue names of, like, actresses that even I've heard of. Right. And it was, like, Claudette Colbert. Right. Yeah. It was, uh... But I'm, like, I couldn't tell, because the way this movie makes it seem is that he has, like, these serious relationships um with Kate Hepburn and then with um, oh, they, Ava Gardner I think greatly overstated the Kate I think Hepburn so too because I was like sh- he seems to barely be like a footnote on her Wikipedia page you know yeah so anyways but um the cast list for this movie though John C. Riley plays it was his show like, up and you get a part absolutely <laughs> yeah. they, did, they said American actors and Kate Beckinsale for some reason mm-hmm. And Danny Houston. You girls, come on over. Danny Houston. He looked so young in that movie. So young. Um, That was nuts. Alan Alda. I love Alan Alan Alda. Alan Alda and Alec Baldwin together again. You love to see it. Father and son from 30 Rock. (laughs) You texted me about Alex Baldwin, and I was like, (laughs) not going to let this one go. Yeah, my girly Gwen Stefani's in this movie. Yes, that's right. She's Molly's current diva. She is my diva. Diva of the moment. Um... (laughs) Yeah. Do you find, do you feel that Howard Hughes was attractive at all in real life? Uh, no. Not my taste, I don't feel. I think the uh, broken part of me that is very charmed by Mark Cuban is kind of into it. Mark Cuban is charming, though. Mark Cuban is charming. Like, if you have to pick a billionaire, he's the one I'm going to root for. not even close. Like, he's, you know, he kind of minds his own business. cooler billionaire. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he, like, sort of stayed around Texas. Yes. Parker was like, His honestly, don't freak own, me out. Owning a sports team is like one of the chiller things a billionaire can do because oh, yeah. he's like, they're not trying to like reform society in their own image. They're just like, here, I like watching basketball, That's so what I'm, I'm going to fund this game that we can all watch together. Is that cool? The you know, laid back billionaire <laughs> Mark Cuban. <laughs> um, he plays himself in Super Pumped. Oh, really? He can't act worth oh, I'm a, sure. a shiny penny. I'm not sure that I think he's really all that bright, to be quite honest. I mean, he's I, obviously bright I enough to it, have... I think it takes a certain amount of cunning to do yeah. what he's done. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I don't think that he is... He's, like he's a, kind of a meathead type, you know. Yeah, I think that's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he, he like acts horribly, and it's like him reenacting when he um, rejected Travis Kalanick. Because <laughs> I think he was like, I liked doing it so much the first time. <laughs> Wait, Let Travis me- Kalanick was on Shark Tank? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Can you believe this? Can you imagine I thought Uber was fish on Shark Tank? <laughs> For a half a minute, my brain is so stupid sometimes. <laughs> Tell Parker if there's any episode he has to listen to, it's this one. <laughs> Because I think that he's I would like him to still respect me. 
<laughs> that is his Super Bowl, as you know. Oh, man. Okay, so no. Not Shark Uber Tank. Uber was just not sort of, on Shark Tank. Yeah. Matt Cuban also is allowed to invest in I his see. free time. I, I get when you. When he's not on this show. <laughs> he can do it extracurricularly if you can money. believe it. <laughs> they let him. Um, <clears throat> no, he, I guess, like, he might have been an early investor in, like, a failed project that Travis Kalanick did the first time. And then when he came back and was like, I'm ready to grow Uber, he was like, I don't trust you, Patrick. And he's like... <sighs> You know. Dang. Sorry, not Travis. Travis. Patrick. <laughs> Whatever. I don't even I thought know you were I thought it name. was like a phrase. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust you, Patrick. <laughs> I was like, sure, I bet this is from some movie I've never seen. No, no. Honestly, you should watch Super Pumped. Um, I think it will sort of the synergy of uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt playing someone we're actually supposed to hate this time. Yeah. It's a great payoff for some of us who have been hating him for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> for such a long time. Every time I look at him, I'm like, the things that you have done, the impact that you had with Five hundred days of summer, and then you went and did things like Ron John or Don John. Well, his Twitter presence alone, I'm like, hit record stop. Joe, hit record Joe. Like we don't know, we don't know, and he's like, never shed light on the situation. Fedora. Yeah, he's very like spiritually wearing a fedora, literally he's at all times. A lot. He's always wearing three piece suits, which is the fedora of the mm, chest. I don't care for that. Yeah. No. I I just don't trust him. I don't trust him. Um, other people in this film include... <laughs> List him off. And all Willem Dafoe. Who was he? He plays a journalist who has didn't these... didn't even need to do that. ...photos of Kate Hepburn and Spencer Tracy that he's going to publish. Mm. And they show nice guy, famed nice guy, Howard Hughes. Famed sweetheart. Just looking out for his ex-girlfriend's yep. best interests. Howard Hughes buying him off to not publish them so that Kate Hepburn can have some privacy. Well, that was a um, real sweetie pie move of him. Yeah. Adam Scott sitting yes. at a table with Jude Law playing Errol Flynn. Blink and you'll miss him. Blink and you'll miss Rufus That's a Wainwright big name. in this as well. Rufus Wainwright. Mm-hmm. I love to see him in this film. This was height of Jude Law, too. Yeah, oh my God. See, it was almost winky to have him play Errol Flynn. I feel, yes. Jude Law... It was also like he was barely in this movie. Like, yeah. use him more. But Jude Law and um, what's his face? The singer you just mentioned. Rufus Wainwright. The one you just mentioned. Rufus <laughs> Wainwright being in the same movie just feels so soigné. You it know? Does. It's it giving fancy boys. That year. Yeah, absolutely. Very that year. What an excellent time. Yeah. I love It's time for Jude Law to come back. It's time for. I, want, I would love to see Gen Z get just surprise into Rufus Wainwright. Wouldn't that be love funny? that. That would be very cute. I, I would some love of to them start are. seeing some TikToks that are just like set to like cigarettes and chocolate milk. Yeah. The man has a smooth voice. Oh my goodness. It's Honeyed. like melted chocolate. It's yeah. beautiful. Uh, Matt Ross, who played, uh, what's his face in, uh, <laughs> why could I not remember anything right now? He played, um, theory. <laughs> uh, Chloe Sevigny's brother in Big Love. What I was his? Albie. Oh, oh Albie. my God. Yes. I always think of him primarily as Albie. Yeah. 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 I call him Albie every time I see him on a screen. He he's been in so many things. He's in quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, did you know that Jane Lynch was in this as Amelia Earhart and then they just cut it? <laughs> Isn't that funny? I hate that for her. It ended up on the cutting room floor. Something about Jane Lynch's presence. I respect it, but it's also very just like... You need... It's like saffron. You need the... Tiniest, the tiniest bit of Jane Lynch. Of and it. then America did overdo it on her for a minute. We did. We binged a little bit on Jane Lynch. Right. We I gorged ourselves. She's so funny to me, though. It's just like the place she holds in the culture. It's like she might kind of be evil. Like, do you kind of get that vibe? <laughs> it's like... It's like how Ellen was secretly evil for so yeah. long before people found out. Yeah. Jane Lynch, I could see being that way, but I also don't feel like she's going to try so hard to hide it either. You no, know? she'll be like, I feel like I've told you with every role I've ever taken. I'm just a bitch. <laughs> I'm just kind of mean. God. Josie Moran briefly in this. Who? Argan Oil millionaire Josie Moran. She's a model. She was oh. like always, always in like a Maybelline or a L'Oreal ad campaign in the magazines when I was in high school. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, she's beautiful, but she's the cigarette girl that he's like, yeah. oh, I want I I to get to know you. That was so nasty. Nasty. Truly, like, unhinged, awful behavior. I just... 
Like I, didn't I was care like for him as a person. Ill watching that scene. Yeah, it was yucky. Um, Gavin Belson, that's who he plays on Silicon Gavin Valley. Gavin Belson. <laughs> um, Silicon Valley was a fun show. <clears throat> yes, and I don't think I'll ever watch. I it I don't again. think I will either. Yeah, nope, sure don't. It feels a little too like. <laughs> Yeah, you know? it's a. It's funny as a primary source document if you're making like one of these other Silicon Valley scammer shows. You know, yes, like, this is sort of what the air exactly was like. What it looked like. It was not even glamorous. <laughs> no, have more imagination. If you're gonna make that much money, this is this is why. If I'm being honest, I'm not that mad at the Newmans because they had fun. <laughs> at least they did. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Um, okay, who else was in this that I was like, oh, weird. Uh, Edward Herman is in it. That's exactly what I was about to yep. say. Yeah. Uh, Grandfather Gilmore. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, I guess there's just, like, not much that I have to say about it. I think it was, like, a pretty straightforward um, biopic. And too long. Overlong. I would say overlong, for sure. Like, um, edit. Oh. You know? Oh, Francesca Sc- Scorsese was in it. Oh, as whom? Uh, little girl. <laughs> little girl. <laughs> she later was in... Um, HBO had this show with Chloe Sevigny and the director of uh, Call Me By Your Name. Oh. I do you not know why? I can't Luca remember. Luca Guadagnino. Luca Guadagnino directed this show called We Are Who We Are. This and came out was... in 2004. Oh. Can you believe this? Okay, older than I thought even. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it's like set in a military base in Italy. Okay. And okay. And the Scorsese girl is in it. Is she? Who is? She's like a teen. Who is his wife? Person. Oh my gosh. He's been married like so many times. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, is he on like four or five? Oh my God. You know what? Though I always forget this. Uh, his second wife, they were only married for a year, was the author of The Artist's Way. Whoa. Julia Cameron. Can That's you believe crazy. this? And then his third wife with, was Isabella Rossellini. An absolute, an absolute fool to not do everything he could to keep her. Dude, she rules. She's so cool. Yeah, you haven't even seen Death Becomes Her yet. No, I haven't. I've got to watch that. Big one for Isabella Rossellini. Big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Barbara Dafina was, was the American film producer. That was his fourth wife. And he's been married to Helen Skirmerhorn Morris. I wonder if she's like of the Skirmerhorn family. I've never even heard of that. They're like a big old New York money oh, family. Look at you. Yeah, well, you know. She, she reads the society papers. <laughs> she reads them. Uh, Abraham Skirmerhorn was a wealthy New York City merchant. This feels like a rural juror moment, to me, if I'm being honest <laughs> <Skirmerhorn. with you. laughs> Couldn't begin to tell you how to spell that. Um, oh, I'll show you later. Thank you. Uh, gosh, what else was I going to say about this movie? Oh, um, so, like, reading about the artists. Oh, my God, and Domenica. Is that who you were just talking about? Who? No. His daughter, that's a different... De, uh, Francesca was the Oh, Dominica is his other daughter, and she is Julia Cameron's. Oh, neato. They had a kid together. Wow. That's great. Incredible. Love okay. that. Um, what was I saying? Oh, uh, Kate Blanchett, uh, like, Martin Scorsese asked her to watch the first 15 Catherine Hepburn movies to prepare, which I was like... It's kind of like a small ask yeah. <laughs> for yeah. a role that's going to pay you in the millions right. um, and get you an Oscar. So, like, of course she took it ten steps further. Yeah. Learned to play tennis and golf for this. <laughs> Didn't and, even have to. And took cold showers every day to, like, obviously she also met with, like, you know, I took seven coaches. showers a day. I sweat, Mr. Hughes. I used to have that memorized. I know that was the one when that it came on. One. I was like, that's the one Molly used to know. Yeah, quite a thing. Because that's also, she went so big on that. I loved it. It was interesting they show her she in private go enough. quite going as hard on, on talking <clears throat> like that. I also, yeah. like, at one point in the movie was like, oh, yay, like, you can see Kate Blanchett's freckles in this. Oh, no, like, they painstakingly painted freckles onto her. When you have that face at your disposal, mm-hmm. you simply put the faintest tinted moisturizer on it, and you go. Yeah. God did it already. Yeah. And you can't improve. Kind of plug and play, girl. You cannot improve perfection. Mm-hmm. It cannot be done. I was always so pissed that I never ran into her when she was filming in Austin. It's not fair. And, like, I know someone who did. Oh, my God. And like, Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. Good, yeah. good for her. It was I a good vibe, I, right? Yeah. She was, like, with her kid, I think. Yeah, she was at, um, like, a popular toy store. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love her. Yeah, she's great. Stars, anyway. they're just like us. They take their kids toy shopping. Yeah. That's... 
It's probably the only thing we have in common. That's probably her. it. Um, I believe that next week. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go a day late and a dollar short <laughs> for Easter. We're going to watch um, Life of Brian. Life of Brian. Which I've never I'm seen. I'm greatly looking forward to this. I've never seen it. Have you? Uh, no, I've seen clips of it in AP World History. With the best teacher. Yeah. It was like one of those classic, like, the AP test is over. Yeah. Now I'm going to show you some cultural references that I like. We watched a lot of Monty Python's Flying Circus after the AP test with him. He was like, well, there's this other sketch you've got to see. I I wonder if this is AP kid culture. I suspect that, yes, Monty Python might be. Right in, everybody. Yeah. Let us know. What was your exposure to Monty Python and... What boomer man did that to <laughs> And what is your favorite sketch? While you're at Ministry it, throw in your walks. favorite Zeppelin song. I know you got one. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Um, yeah, that'll be a fun, um, complete diversion away from this. This was such a serious, leaden movie. My God. It really was. Like, Kate Blanchett's part was a bright, shining light in it. A moment of joy. They, that's why they had to over-exaggerate her role so much. because She like, has to be sunny. Otherwise, we just have to watch him, like, spend a lot of money on planes. This man had no concept of money. Just hated it. His dad it. started, like, a crazy, successful drill bit business. I guess so, but... Yeah, which is... It was interesting. Like, I don't know if they were trying to make the... Um, case that like the Hepburns were old money and like looked down on him for working but it's like you also inherited yeah that I was know that, such like, a ham-fisted conversation when he was like well money doesn't matter to you because you've always had it and it's like you have two you have like the most money in the world yeah and you didn't work for it you've actually been just spending it right so it was a little bit like <sighs> not everyone can wake up and grind like me and, yeah and like the grind is like make airplane go faster yell at people to make airplane go yeah, faster make bra give booby big lift like yes. airplane <laughs> like <laughs> like milk like mom like what <laughs> So very weird. It was just like the whole thing was like this winky weird Freudian nonsense. Yeah, I didn't care for it. I found it distasteful. I did too. So good for Kate Blanchett. I hope you not an ass man, Scorsese. I suppose. I guess not. Not yeah. in this film, at least. Nope. Not in this. What era. if he like had a, like a, a companion movie that was all about booties? Yeah, he said a little something for the girls. <laughs> artsy, but they like, carry it in the back. Metaphors about butts the entire <laughs> the time. The whole time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm excited to watch Monty Python, which is also you know often a boys' club. Same as this. Yeah, we're Same as Marty Scorsese. We're going to just be... in the Monty Python fandom. We're just going to be sort of... No, I mean, like, the show. The movies themselves. Oh, very much so. Yeah, you they know. didn't have a single chick on their they crew. They surely didn't, girl. No. But they're funny boys, nonetheless. So, yeah. Next week, Life of Brian. Uh, watch it or don't, but join us and listen. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.